Today's episode of We Went Blues is brought to you by Remarkably Remote, a new daily microcast from GoToMeeting all about making work from home work for you. With indispensable intel on how to stay sane, motivated, and productive at home, we're here to help you in this brave new remote working world. Add to your flash briefing on Alexa or subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. To episode 40 of We Went Blues, Barrett Jackman and myself, Jeremy Rutherford. We are of the Athletic St. Louis, and we have another special guest today. Jax, they keep coming. This guy is so busy. I don't know how we got him to sit down for uh, 30 minutes or so, uh, but we want to welcome in Keith Big Walt Kachuk. Nobody calls him Keith, so for the next 30 minutes or so, we'll call him Big Walt. Welcome in. Hi, Jax. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm great, Tommy Torso. How you doing, buddy? Hi, <laughs> I got. I can't do that to Jr. What's up, Jr.? How you doing, buddy? What's up? How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great. Until you called. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been doing, Walt? Uh, you got the quarantine going. You got Matthew, Brady, and Ternal in the house for the first time, and I don't know how long. But uh, are the boys uh, all over each other? Is Taryn running the house? What's going on? My my patience is running out, Jack. At least your kids are younger. They're innocent. These kids are. I don't know. They drive me crazy. As Chantel would say, she's she's just happy they're all home. But even like last night, we're going to bed. Those two, Matthew's twenty two, Brady's twenty, and they decided to wrestle, uh, run around where I sleep. And next thing you know, it was about a good seven minute freaking wrestling match. So they tired themselves all. They I was tired watching them do it. But uh, you know, we've been spending <laughs> a lot of quality time together, so it's been a little bit of you know, it was nice. We don't normally get to do that. Well, wow, it's probably nice that they're actually doing something to stay in shape, just in case we uh, do get a hockey season going again. Yeah, yeah, you know what? They've actually, to be honest with you, they've been working hard, especially, you know, Matthew. I mean, Brady's team, I don't know if they're ever going to go back, if they're going to allow those teams to play or if they're going to go right to playoffs. So Matthew's getting himself, both of them getting themselves ready to play just in case. So it's, uh, but there's only so much you can do at your own house. So I think they're itching to get back on the ice and hopefully things will get, you know, heading in the right direction, you know, and they get a hold of this thing. There was a big to-do about would they fight when their two teams played each other, and that didn't happen. You know, thank goodness Chantel said. But uh, what about that wrestling match? Who wins that one? You know what? I don't know. I think Matthew kind of outsmarts him. Brady's definitely a lot more stronger and tougher than Matthew. So Matthew does a good job of trying to outsmart him. It's just, you know, it's fun. They're still – you know, you remember when they were kids, had they had each other younger, they did everything together, and just it hasn't stopped, even though they're 22 and 20. So, you know, if it gets a little serious, that's when I step in. I just yell, Chantel, break them up. <laughs> Chantel definitely runs the house. Uh, but uh, since there's no sports going on, Walt, have you uh, you guys been watching some old film and, and breaking it down and, and interpreting each other a little bit? Oh, yeah, I think Brady, Brady's Mr. YouTube, so he watches a lot of video, and he'll show me things, and I think Brady likes watching fights more than anything, so, yeah, it's crazy, it, it really is, it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, because they, they, you know, they do want your advice, and checking out things they've done in the past, and what they can do to get better, so, we're doing a little bit of that, I'm watching some video of college players, and different amateur players, so, 
trying to stay busy as much as possible. Well, uh, the other night the Blues had a game on, and, and Jack's uh, Jack's Barrett Jackman game-winning goal, 2014 playoff series against uh, Chicago, and uh, he was tweeting live from the Blues account and said that it's so weird to watch one of his old games. He hadn't done that in a while. Have you uh, seen many of your old games, and, and what's that like for you? No, the camera is a little, uh, well, not as good as it was. It is now, I should say. And uh, you know, I'm glad. But who, what were the odds have been before that game of Barrett Jackman scoring the game-winning goal? They back up goal you had better odds than this guy hey, scoring w- the game-winning goal. W- <laughs> big one, one, one in one in a million, buddy. One in a million. Hey, so saying there's a chance. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's good, Jax. I'm proud of you, buddy. You probably didn't know how to celebrate. You were so shocked. I had no idea, buddy. I closed my eyes, shot the puck, and the next thing I know, I'm getting surrounded by all the guys. I didn't even know it went in. That's awesome, buddy. I'm glad. Jesus, that's so much fun. Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely weird seeing, you know, I sat down with Caden and, and watched the game. And, uh, you know, I didn't tell him that I scored at the end of the game, so I just try to get his attention and say, hey, hey you got to watch the overtime and, and, and sit down and watch this. So it was pretty funny to see his face uh, when I scored. I can't remember. Was it quick in overtime? What, what point in overtime? Uh, I think it was like five minutes in, yeah. Oh, that's great. He must have – did he get a kick out of that or what? Yeah, he was uh, He was kind of laughing. He had the shock face, uh, and uh, he was chirping me a little bit too. So it was, uh, it, it yeah, was fun to sit down and watch. That's good. That's great. I love it. The camera probably wasn't as good as it is now, though, huh? Uh, it was did pretty it close. You, did, it, did, it, did it make you look even slower? <laughs> the team, the team, I, I used to hate watching video. It, it was the worst. And you realize how slow you are, you know? It stinks. You can't get away with stuff. You know, that video sucks now. Yeah, video doesn't lie, well, does Where it? have you been all year, Walt? I needed you on this podcast to help chirp jacks. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, Walt never stops. He, uh, Walt used to, before games in the dressing room, he used to go around and give a chirp or say something to everybody. But uh, you remember, Walt, when Manny would never talk in a game day and you'd uh, you'd have to chirp yourself, uh, you know, from Manny. Yeah, I used to yell at him and, hey, come on, man, let's get it going. Hey, all right, Walt, let's go, let's go back at you, Walt. <laughs> it was a one-way conversation. <laughs> he would just look up and smile. That was it. Those goalies are weird. <laughs> Mason was unbelievable, though. He would, he wasn't your typical goalie, Mace, but no, it was good. Those were the good old days, ragging on the guy. That's what you miss the most is stuff like that. You, you, you've done for years, and you built some great relationships, and, you know, now you can you can't do that to the wife or, or anybody in your family or you know because they get all sensitive so I guess I don't know. <laughs> what were some of the things you were saying to uh, Paul Correa uh, when he was sitting next to you? No, I think one time I said to him he was kind of busting my chops one day and, and I kind of going around the room and then got to him and said you know what, Paulie, I am I am so glad we signed you. Like it's been awesome watching you and playing with you and seeing how you do things. But also, frankly, I'm a little as a season ticket holder. I'm a little disappointed in your play right now because technically I was. I bought two extra tickets for my family. We were season tickets holder. I just said, as a season ticket holder, quite frankly, I'm disappointed in your play right now. All the guys loved it. It was great. <laughs> he was so he, he took it in stride, though. It was a, he had a tough start. <laughs> tough, tough start. Did Paulie ever have comebacks? Oh, it was great. No, he, he's not very good at the comeback. He just sits there and smiles uh-huh. and does his, all his like gadgets of stretching before a practice, which went 
which was probably taking over an hour just to get ready for practice. So how many meals? He was an interesting kid. How many meals did you have over at uh, Polly's uh, mom's house? Every time I went, every time we went to Vancouver, him and I would jump in, uh, you know, a taxi, go over there, and um, she was, Sharon was her name. She cooked us a nice meal, and I had to pretend like uh, I actually liked Paul when I went over there. So it was good. <laughs> it was great. It was good. I, well, the good news is, you knew you weren't going to have a drink. It was a dry house, so it was great. And Sharon was a, she was a phenomenal lady, and. She, she was a great cook, and I enjoyed uh, going over there and uh, being part of their family. Yeah, wouldn't you walk in there and give her a big hug and a kiss and uh, pretend like she was your yeah. girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite like that, but she was nice. She was a sweetheart. She was a really nice lady. Was, you know, you know how it's been on the road. You always, you always go to restaurants. You, it was nice to get a nice little home cooked meal. I knew I was going to get home early and get a good night's sleep hanging with Polly. Yeah, you always love going for that 5.30 uh, dinner and tuck yourself in pretty early. Oh, yeah. It was great. You know, as you get older, you know how it is having kids. When you're at home, you're always doing stuff at night with the kids, taking them to practice, running here, picking them up from school and doing this and doing that. You know, by the time you get on the road, you, you wanted to get a little bit of a rest. And, uh, you know, I needed that. Trust me. Hey, one of your favorites, uh, Richie Jankowski. He's the uh, team service guy. You know how short that walk is from the St. Paul Hotel over the XL Energy, and he just assumed all you guys were going to walk it. What did it take, two minutes? And one time he gets a message from Polly that says, uh, hey, I need a car. He said he didn't want to make the two-minute walk because he might get shin splints. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. And the worst part is he did it in Nashville. Remember we used to stay at the Hilton, I believe, right next to the uh, – the entrance to walk into the, the rink. Remember that? Yeah. Was, and he would have to take the bus. Oh, my God. Chin splints. <laughs> this guy was so regimented. It was crazy some of the stuff he did. It was, I don't know, Richie the Handsome Bastard had to put up a lot that those couple of years with Paul here. So God, <laughs> God bless him for that. I love Paulie. Uh, you know, I wish he was sitting next to you so he could, uh, you know, just laugh at you. But uh, uh, going back to the boys and, uh, you know, Back uh, when you were drafted, you were 19th overall, and then Matthew got drafted 6th overall. You know, when Brady kind of had that chance to go ahead of uh, of Matthew, was there some chirps uh, going on in the house after Brady went fourth? Yeah, we were we were laughing. It was awesome. We want I wanted Brady to be the number one guy in the family just to say, "Hey, Matthew, settle down." Because Matthew always picks. You know, it's like the older brother always picking on the younger brother. So it was nice that Brady jumped ahead of him and. Went fourth overall, and you know Matthew was teasing him. Hey, Brady, if you don't go here, you're gonna probably slip slide, slip and slide in the way. <laughs> so we were laughing about that. You know, we're just not in your normal family. We like to give each other a little grief here and there. So I was happy for Brady to beat both of us. It's gonna be tough for you, Mister uh, Team USA, to have both your boys playing in uh, in Canada. It's crazy. It is. It's crazy. Um, you know what? I got drafted by Winnipeg. You know, my two boys uh, got drafted by Canadian. It's weird how it works out, but uh, you know what? Those have been two great spots for them. And you know, I, you know, what are you going to do? This is this is where they were going. And and Matthews obviously established himself well up in Calgary, and Brady loves it in Ottawa. You know, it's just a little takes a little bit more time to get up there to see them than just hopping on a. A plane here to Chicago or Nashville or Detroit or something like that. 
Talking about Matthew establishing himself up in Calgary. Did you tell him to get that Battle of Alberta going or something? You said, hey, man, I remember when that used to be something. Anything you could do to, to get that going, Matthew? Well, he certainly makes things uh, interesting, Jay, that's for sure. And uh, you never know what he's going to do. So, uh, you know, I I knew something was up his sleeve when all that stuff happened, obviously, when he made the couple hits there. And, you know, a lot of attention, especially in Canada, Jacksonville's being up there and being from there that, you know, they're they're looking for stuff like that. They want to bring the game back to where, you know, it's a physical, you know, presence kind of game where the rivalries really, you know, come in effect like they were, you know, back in the 80s. So it was interesting. It was a little nerve wracking here when we watched that first game back after the All-Star game where, you know, you know, things were, there's a lot of hype going into that game. But, you know, I thought Matthew handled it well and you just never know what the Kachuk boys, they find a way to do something interesting. So, so uh, the, uh, the, the the top athlete in the family is probably uh, your daughter, Taryn. So she's the uh, the big field hockey player. Where did she uh, commit to again? She committed to uh, Virginia, but she has another year of high school at uh, Villa. So she'll do one more year here and then the following fall head to Virginia and play, uh, play field hockey there. So we're excited about that. It's a, you know, it's a big time school, big time program in all sports, especially field hockey being in the ACC. So we're looking forward to that. So big wall too, uh, you know, Chantel, you got the three, uh, three athletes and, uh, and, uh, the fourth kid in you and, and, uh, the fifth in, in, uh, Robbie Thomas. So who is Chantel's favorite in the, uh, in the house? Well, when we're all here, everybody's tied for first, and I'm obviously in last place. Um, I'm, you know, basically like chopped liver. So <laughs> Chantel treats everybody great except for me. So I understand it. I get it. I get it. But it's it's great having Robert around too, especially when the boys aren't around. I get my little hockey fix watching some games when he's not playing. So he's a great kid. I love having him around. You know, he just, he's one of those guys that laughs at everything I say. So I love having him around. He, he thinks I'm funny. Well, he, he's got to laugh at everything you say. He, you get uh, free rent from you. Oh, yeah. Nobody, <laughs> hey, he's living a pretty good life. He doesn't, doesn't pay for anything, doesn't do anything. We just want him to concentrate on hockey. Why would he want to leave? I wouldn't want to leave. <laughs> As you know, Jax, it's super competitive over there. I wrote a story about Chantel on Mother's Day. Of course, she's the captain over there, like Big Walt just said, uh, but super competitive. You had Taryn and Brady playing the bubble hockey, and I thought that was the most uh, competitive bubble hockey game I ever saw. Then I get the entire family sitting in the living room. I just set my microphone down and shut shut up for the first time in my life, and they chirped each other for an hour and a half. And then I guess when they got done chirping each other, Big Walt's giving me trouble about my shorts. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you told me what the color was before we came on, but they were horrible. And I, I honestly couldn't focus <laughs> in the first five to ten minutes when you came in and sat on my couch. First of all, don't ever sit on my couch again with those shorts on, please. Gross. <laughs> Gross. I felt like it was going to get to my couch dirty. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Besides your shorts, that was a good day. Really good day. Uh, well, hey, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, Big Walt's going to tell us about his good friend, Billy Guerin. He's the new GM of the Minnesota Wild. Also, Dallas Drake, Dougie Waite, what are those guys up to? That and more when we come back with Keith Kachuk on We Went Blues.
If you were to guess on average how many days people in the U.S. have to wait to see a doctor, what would you say? A week, maybe? Actually, on average, people have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities. Basically, a month if you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want treatment ASAP. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of your home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you free, two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments, and you can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com forward slash blues for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com forward slash blues for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. So, Big Walt, we've uh, we've had some great teammates over the years, and uh, you got some guys who have kind of moved on to uh, upper management. I'm sure you probably – have played with uh, or played against a, a lot of guys, but uh, some of my favorites, uh, Dally Drake, uh, Billy Guerin, and, and Doug Waite, uh, the four of you would just be called the uh, the tattletales and running around the room and, and having fun. And uh, I didn't say a lot when I was younger. I just sat there and, and absolutely laughed at all you guys. But uh, you got any good stories about those guys? Oh, what a crew, that what a crew. What a, you're right about the tattletales. And, you know, first of all, Dougie is the biggest instigator. You know him. Like he's he, he's getting all sorts riled up. And Billy's just he just you know him, his personality is just off the charts and crazy and obviously Dally. Dally's just probably Dally's probably the most normal of everybody. Quiet, but when he gets going, look out, you know. It was uh, those are fun times, obviously, because I play with Dally in winnipeg and arizona and i kind of followed them to st louis so we've developed a great relationship uh both on and off the ice and obviously our wives and we have kids all the same age and and then billy and and billy grew up uh you know not too far from where i grew up so i got to know billy at a younger age and playing some usa events against and stuff and then obviously dougie played some world juniors with him and i had known him for a long time and Finally, having us all played together was uh, was pretty funny. I mean, you know, it was four pretty good personalities, and everybody wants the mic, and everybody wants to be the funny guy, but nobody's as funny as as Billy Garen, that's for sure. That guy was he, – he, I mean, he, he could just light up the room with anything and get on anybody for anything. He just would not stop. He was relentless. So getting all four of us together was some fun times. That was just a great locker room. And, and Walt, uh, you know, it's just not like that these days. These guys come in for a couple minutes. They do what they need to do and and leave. But back in the day, Garen and yourself and Dally Drake, I remember traveling with the team and we landed in a city and we're getting off the plane and, and we're getting on a bus. And there must have been like this huge water tower, you know, small town, a big water tower. And Dallas Drake says, hey, Walt, don't forget to grab your helmet. Dally <laughs> <laughs> was good, man. There was no there was, <laughs> The critter. That's <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, a terrible looking person walking by on the bus. Oh, yeah, hey, Dally, what's up? <laughs> and then Doug would say, hey, uh, tell, tell on me if Dally wasn't there. And it was just, a, it was just a, you know, we had so much fun. That's what's so fun about locker rooms. And, you know, you, you have fun with each other. When you're on the ice, it's ready to go. You'll stand up for each other, do whatever it takes for each other. That's the kind of bond we had. And it was a lot of fun playing with those guys. <laughs> 
yeah, you guys are always uh, one uppers, and uh, it was. Uh... Well, that was Dougie and Billy. <laughs> Billy and Dougie were the one upper. Dougie's the biggest one upper. I could just sit back and just, you know, whatever, you know, whatever happened. Dougie always had to get the the one up, the last word. That's why, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking about, right, Jack? Uh, oh, he's, he's the one upper. <laughs> they were the best. What do you uh, What do you think about Billy? Uh, how do you think he handles himself in the uh, front office role, being the GM of uh, of Minnesota now? Well, I think he's I think he's done an excellent job. Obviously, they started off a little bit poorly but you know he had them rolling right before the pause and you know wants to make changes has made some changes obviously behind the bench and and his team is playing hard I mean it's hard not to listen to Billy and see you know what he did I mean he, he's won the Stanley Cup four times and he demands respect he's not afraid to call out anybody and I'm sure you know he's trying to do everything in his power to improve that the culture up there in Minnesota and he's done an excellent job so far. So, I mean, he's proactive and, you know, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna demand that from his players. And it's, you know, it's great to see that, that side of Billy. I mean, obviously he has that fun side, but when it's time to get to business, he, he knows what he's doing. And obviously first year in the league is being GM. I think he's handled it really well. I saw Dougie out at the alumni game during the All-Star break, uh, Walt, and uh, he only lasted a couple minutes. I guess that knee's bothering him, lower body injury left after a couple shifts. But, you know, yeah, his name nothing, popped up as a possible. It had nothing to do with the previous nights we were together, so I'm sure <laughs> that, had, that had nothing to do with it. I think it was My arm, I think it's broken. <laughs> I think it was a 3, 3.30 in the morning we spent at the doghouse the night before. Oh, yeah, that was a great uh, night. That just uh, – that just uh, what happened? We just showed up after dinner, right? Yeah, and it was just me, you, Chantel, Matthew, Brady, right? Yeah, yeah, we had was a, Brady there. No, Brady, yeah. Brady wasn't there yet. I think he, he was there. he was still in the Bahamas or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then Dougie and Al. Oh yeah, we had a good night. That was a fun night, man. Woof. Uh, woof. I don't <laughs> Great weekend, that right? It was good. Yeah, one more game playing guilty there the next day. Yeah, it was yeah. good. It was a fun time. Yeah, so, you know, Dougie, his name popped up as a potential candidate in Minnesota, and I don't know that he has the interest, and you probably got the insight here, but, you know, even though it probably won't happen, how cool would that be to see uh, Billy and Dougie running a team? Well, obviously, you know, I don't know what Billy, uh, what uh, Dougie's intentions are if he wants to get back into coaching. Obviously, he did that for a few years in the island, and, and before that he was – doing um, some, you know, duties as assistant general manager. So he has his hands in both things. He knows what he's doing. And I don't know what his plan is. I think he's really happy taking some time away. Obviously, I think he still might be still on the contract with the Islanders. I don't know exactly. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they hooked up down the road for sure. So talking about coaching, uh, I've kind of gotten myself into some uh, AAA blues. Uh, uh, what's it like coaching uh, – coaching the boys when they're younger in, in St. Louis and, and seeing the, uh, you know, the, the way that hockey has grown uh, from, you know, alumni like yourself and, and Basil McRae and Al. And, uh, so what was it like coaching your boys and, and just watching, uh, you know, what what they did and, and some of the, the, the you know, the I guess the uh, the players and the kids before them, like, uh, like Bish and Stasny, you know, coming through the system? Yeah, you know what? It was a lot of fun. I, you know, I retired in 2010, so I wanted to make sure I spend as much time with them as possible after I retired, and that's what I did. I stepped away from the game, and 
started coaching them and more of an assistant coach role and, and being around them and getting to see their practices daily, going on trips with them, trying to see, because, you know, you know, we missed a lot when the kids are really young. So I wanted to make sure I got an opportunity to do that. And it was so much fun. And, you know, you, you hear about the past, you learn from different coaches and my kids got coached by, you know, Jeff Brown, obviously Al McKinnis was up there at Basel at the time, Rob Ramridge. So we had a lot of, uh, coaches that were hanging around Kelly Chase, always, which is a little bit younger, but we had, we had some good guys to learn from. And, you know, you started seeing the success and when you, when you're first getting into coaching, when they're peewees and squirts, you're not thinking about the NHL. You're not thinking about this or that. You're just thinking about, you know, continue to love the game, continue to get better, continue to improve. And, you know, we had a pretty good group with Matthews birth year 97s and, with a couple of the 98s played up. So we had a lot of fun. We had success. You start building the program. Each level got better and better. And, and you started seeing, you know, kids and teams do well, making, you know, winning championships, getting to the next level. And as they got older, it just got better and better. And it was nice to see the success of being around. And, you know, even if you had a little bit of a, of a hand in helping them reach their goals, kids going to play junior, kids going to play college. And, you know, there was a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of headaches at the time, you know, when you do that, because everybody, every parent wants to, you know, no, thinks they know everything about hockey. And, you know, but fortunately, our fam our families were good. They trusted kind of what we we're doing. And, and it was a heck of a ride. And some of our best friends are uh, parents that are from those teams, both Matthew and Brady's team. So, you know, it, it worked out great. I miss it now that they're gone and not having that opportunity to do it. But I'm glad I had that opportunity from Pee Wees, Bantams, and Midgets to, to be a part of that. Before we take our second break, episode 40 of We Went Blues with Walt Kachuk. Uh, Walt, before we take this break, I want to ask you a favorite memory from All-Star Weekend. You had Matthew uh, invited to the All-Star game. Brady gets a late call. Uh, Matthew's got his uh, Cardinal jersey on underneath the Flames jersey. What was your favorite memory? Well, I think just seeing them get introduced, uh, you know, the skills competition and, and coming on the ice, you know, representing the NHL, representing their teams and, you know, just to be to be able to do that in the in the rink in the town that you grew up watching and idolizing, that meant a lot to them. It meant a lot to to Chantel and I, and it was just fun doing it in front of our family and friends. And we'll never forget this because you know, obviously, your NHL career, you don't know how long you're playing, and to get the All Star game back here probably has never happened in their career. So I'm glad they got a chance to do that. Well, we went to uh, Twitter today and we asked uh, people to submit questions for you. We're going to get to those questions when we come back after this break. Keith Kachuk on episode 40 of We Went Blues. Tournaments have been canceled. Leagues are suspended. There hasn't been a live game on TV in what feels like a year, probably even more, even though it's only been a couple weeks. There's no better reminder of how important sports are to our lives than to take them completely away. But The Athletic is still home to 400 of the best sports writers out there, 399 if you take me out. And in these very strange, uncertain times, they are still hard at work doing excellent reporting and telling unique, engaging, informative stories like the one about Todd Gurley, the Rams running back, that relationship with the Rams was beyond repair. I was very interested in that one. Or how about the minor league baseball players are getting financial support from their big league counterparts? There are tons more at The Athletic. Even though sports aren't being played right now, we are digging in and finding the best stories, thinking outside the box to bring you entertainment. It's during times like this that The Athletic can help keep you connected to the teams, the athletes, and the sports you love. 
Sign up now to see for yourself the creativity, reporting, and storytelling that sets the athletic apart. And if you go to theathletic.com forward slash we went blues, you can receive 40% off an annual subscription. Games aren't being played right now, but the stories that draw us all to sports, those don't go away. So go to theathletic.com forward slash we went blues for 40% off on an annual subscription. We hope to see you there. All right, we're back. Episode 40, we went blues. Before we get to these questions, Jax, uh, you know, I was in the locker room years ago. Keith uh, misses a, uh, a breakaway, and uh, it's hard to walk up to a guy, you know, and, and, and ask him about missing a shot like that. And uh, right in stride, he just takes my microphone, basically starts petting it, and and speaks right into it, mouth all the way up to the microphone, and he says, "The car rode good. The car rode good." <laughs> you just got to play better, right? Well, play better. Hey, play better. <laughs> play better. Play better. <laughs> all right, let's get to these questions. Hey, uh, Big Walt. The first one comes from a good friend of mine, Tim Beaver at St. Louis Blues History. He says you did a commercial back in 1997 with uh, Arizona. A lady's locked her keys in the car. I watched the commercial. You go up there, and after uh, trying to use the hanger, you just knock it out with that elbow. What do you remember from that commercial? And next time, you think you just call a locksmith? Yeah, <laughs> call a locksmith. Yeah, that's right. That's a smart thing to do. Obviously, I'm not very smart. But uh, I, I actually flew to L.A. that morning and did two commercials that day. And I'm telling you, I think I left at 7 a.m. And I think I got home at 10.30 or 11 o'clock at night. It was an all-day affair making both those commercials. You really don't understand that. I mean, that's really the first kind of big commercial I've ever done. And uh, I didn't realize how long it took and how many times you had to do different things. And, I mean, it was fun doing it to see the end product, which is a very short clip compared to how many takes and how many times you did it and to make sure it was done right. So I, I, these actors and actresses, I don't know how they do it, but it's a long, a long day. Oh, Hollywood. You had, uh, <laughs> you had a lot more hair back then too, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Now I got the old Jackman do, the old friggin' nothing. I like it better. <laughs> Less headaches, right? Absolutely. You know, I actually got a mohawk going right now, but uh, we'll, oh, we'll show you a picture how's of that it, one. How's it? You still, you still got the chops going? I got rid of the chops in the uh, in the stash. Jenny, uh, she wouldn't look oh at me anymore. Oh, my God. You were a creepy son of a biatch to look at, by the way. I would never let you go to a school and pick up your kids with that look. Holy Christ. So, if, for reference, or, uh, I sent a picture to our fantasy football uh, group chat, and uh, that's been keeping me busy. Uh, a couple hundred text messages a day. So, it's uh, it's been pr- right, how about pretty. The, how, how about. How about those guys in that text? It's we need to get back to work. <laughs> what a great group! Yeah. That, how about that fantasy football draft, buddy? Is, is that not insane? Oh, Seeing a... Tim Peel come over with no shirt on and American flag wrapped around his back. Oh my goodness! Oh, we got so many guys, so many hockey guys. It's it's an all-out fun night. Stupidity, everything you want, carving each other. <laughs> And it's a, Jack, it's great, isn't it? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm just happy that I was oh, yeah. actually invited to play. I, I've been to the draft a couple of times, but uh, to be led into the league, uh, I know it was a big step for uh, for the guys to, to let an outsider in. But uh, yeah, you're the best, buddy. You're the best. <laughs> uh, we're going to move on to another question. Uh, this comes from a good friend of ours up in uh, in Vancouver, Kyle Darling. Uh, he says, uh, ask him if he ever is going to pay the tab I covered for him at the Roxy in 2001. 
<laughs> I got no comment on that. You sure get the right guy. Get the right guy. Cal's a good man. He used to take care of us. <laughs> He's the best. Yeah, no, he, uh, the Roxy's always a good place to, to visit at least once a year, but that's uh, it's pretty yeah, good. Once a year. Once that's, a all, that's all the body. You know what you're talking about, JR. You've been there too, so we can get it. I'll never forget that. I'm going to throw him under the bus a little bit, but I was there until about one o'clock in the morning one night. And all of a sudden I look over and there's Eric Johnson. It's the night before a game. And he panicked. He was asking staff guys. He said, Hey, Rutherford's not going to you know, sell me out. And it's like, I'm here too. <laughs> What's the big deal? Uh, so yeah, he was pretty worried. But, better uh... than him that next day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, cool. Let's move good on. Spot. Hey, we got a good one from, uh, Aaron Stortman, he says, uh, ask uh, Big Walt if uh, the goal he scored with his face against the Blackhawks was worth it. Uh, 100% not worth it. Uh, that hurt like hell. I spent the next two years in the dentist chair and having different surgeries, so they could take that that goal back and a few others. I didn't care about that goal anymore because that hurt like hell. <laughs> yeah, I guess 500, 537 goals would, would be okay instead of 538. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can take that and take some more. I don't care. That was not – I felt like I got hit by a sledgehammer. That was Oshie's shot that got deflected. I felt bad because he felt bad. But I'm like, hey, buddy, there's nothing you can do. But the worst part is I went in the locker room and with Ray, you know, and I get in there and then Ray takes it off. And Cam Jansen's in there. This is the worst thing you wanted to hear. He looks at me and goes, oh, my God. <laughs> I was hoping he didn't have that reaction. That's what made it worse. So, you know, when you see guys, I think he says board, that after everything. Yeah, exactly. You could tell him next next week is Easter, and he'd say, "Oh my God!" Oh, he's probably out at Six Flags right now, riding the roller coaster. <laughs> he lives out there, right? Yeah. Uh, so this one comes from uh, this guy named Jay McKee, and uh, he asks, oh, boy. "Why do the boys call you Reggie?" <laughs> uh, next question, Reggie. I love Reggie Dunlop. Reggie Dunlop. Yeah, Not yeah, job, Reggie. Buddy. Yeah, you had a great, yeah, great uh, brown leather jacket, right? Oh yeah, brown. We used to. I love Reggie Dunlop, the old guy. Yeah, of course. Backhand pass <laughs> down by the aces, having a few cocktails. Why not? Uh, <laughs> I love it, Jay. Uh, yeah, I saw that, that that question come in. Uh, old Jay McKee chiming Jay, in. Well, gee, he could block gee, some shots, huh? Gee, oh yeah, he, and he wasn't trying. He just couldn't get out of the way. Jesus. Jesus, <laughs> good man. All right, guy. Big Walt, uh, Greg Rusert. He says his two favorite players in the world are Keith Kachuk and Pavel Dimitra. He says, what's your favorite memory of Pav, and what's something that fans didn't know about him? Well, Pav, Pav is obviously a great great friend of mine and, you know, just an awesome guy to play with. But, you know, when I first got traded here, I got traded for two of his best buddies. So it was a little awkward. He was hurt when I got here. Um, but, you know, I knew that I had to, you know, make him feel a little bit more part of the group and, and let him know that I'm here, you know, to, to do our best together. And we just hit it off right at the beginning. And he was a quiet kid, didn't really say much. By the end, by the end, you know, he was the biggest loudmouth chirping guys. And I like, I felt like I created a monster when I got him to open up. And that was the worst thing I could have ever done. But he was a, he was a, he was an exceptional player, fun to play with. He gave me so many tap ins. He told me, don't touch the puck till you get to the net. And I said, okay, fair enough. That's good. 
And, and that's another thing. He couldn't speak English properly. Everything was plural. Come on, Waltz's. Couldn't say Walt. Maybe Walt's. So, but he was a great guy. I really loved him. I miss him dearly. He was a, he's a tremendous hockey player. He's the kind of guy that doesn't get enough credit for how talented he was. Yeah, he was definitely one of uh, one of my favorite teammates too. He was uh, he was always having fun, always following you around, and uh, you know he was like your little brother. And yeah, I definitely miss uh, miss the guy. But uh, we got one more here, possibly. Uh, yeah, I think you got one more, Jack. Yeah, what with the... not bad, not bad, Jack. You can read. I didn't realize. <laughs> you know, it's a uh... great ten education from out the Regina Pats. <laughs> Hey, you know what? The Western League is a tough league, man. You get a you're on a bus for uh, oh, two weeks at a time. Know. You you can't go to school. But uh, I hear you, buddy. I hear you. <laughs> uh, Chris uh, wanted to ask: Did you ever get even with uh, Lindros for the cross check and to the head in the '96 World Cup? No, no, no. We won the '96 World Cup. That's about the best I can do. But no, uh, you know, he's a big boy, man. You didn't want to irritate that guy too much so you know you try to get under his skin but at the end of the day he was a monster and he could hurt you he was so physical and it was a great player but those are good battles so, uh i love to have but i'm glad it's over with Jax, before we wrap up uh we got to wish uh, big walt happy birthday this weekend jacks uh, recently had a birthday and now uh, big walt's got uh, one coming up you got any plans i guess these plans are going to be inside that walt compound over there yeah, yeah, not much going on, buddy. I'm kind of taking it easy these days, but uh, when this thing uh, opens up, look out, boys. I'm coming hard. <laughs> hey, did you know this about your uh, your birthdays? Uh, you turned 30 in 2002 and scored 32 in 2004 and scored. Looks like you scored on four of your birthdays throughout your career. Well, you're bound to score a few on your birthday. Jesus Christ, I got 500 pounds, buddy. You're bound to score a couple on your birthday. <laughs> Especially when it's in season. Good reporting there, JR. Yeah, yeah how about that? Well, you, it's a, a bunch of useless facts. Thank you very much for wasting five minutes of my time talking about that. Yeah, JR, are you going to mention that I scored on my birthday in Vancouver, too? <laughs> oh, there you go. I love it, JR. I it's 10 it. years, Walt. It'll be 10 years since your last NHL goal this weekend. Been oh, really? That's cool. That's cool. Uh, I love it. Yeah. You seem impressed about that, Walt. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? What are going to do? Jax, do we expect anything different with this podcast? Absolutely not. Well, he'll have to uh, have him back uh, with the boys and maybe in person next time. Yeah, absolutely, buddy. Make sure everybody stays healthy, will you? Jesus, you know, let's get healthy, boys. Big Walt, when you come back, uh, when we're, we're allowed out of the house, you got to come and uh, help me do some coaching and maybe some evaluation and, uh, you know, help me out with some of those would, some of those bubble players, uh, you know, see uh, which yeah, one uh, is there. Yeah, I would love to help you, buddy. I love this. I, I might need a little fix some days during the week, so we'll be happy to come out and uh, help you out a little bit and uh, get this, keep continuing to bring in players out of this uh, AAA system here in St. Louis and moving them on to junior in college, and you never know, maybe the NHL someday. Sounds good, buddy. Hey, and Big Walt, while we were talking to you here, I just got a text from Matthew. He said uh, the team cleared him to uh, to do some interviews, so he, he said let's do the podcast soon. Uh, what's a question that we should ask him when we have him on soon? Oh, yeah, you know what? There's a few. He's a pain in my ass, I'm going to tell you, boys. Really pain in my ass. Um, I don't know. Like, he's, he's, he knows everything. This kid's sharp as anything. You can ask him anything. He'll, he's got a great memory, that kid. So you'll have a field day with this kid. 
That's Big Walt on episode 40 of We Went Blues, other podcasts that you can listen to at The Athletic. Donald Fear, the executive director of the NHLPA, he joins Scott Burnside and Pierre Lebrun this week on the two-man advantage, so you can hear that. And don't forget to please rate and subscribe We Went Blues on Apple. If you click on the show URL, theathletic.com forward slash We Went Blues, you'll get 40% off your subscription to The Athletic. So, what about that big Walt Kachuk? What a character, Jax. Uh, he's got to be my favorite uh, teammate of all times. He's uh, he's always entertaining, and uh, I'm glad uh, you know he didn't hide that personality. That was episode 40, and what a fun episode. We can't wait to bring you more in the coming weeks. Like you we said, we hope to get uh, Matthew Kachuk on the line in the future. Thanks for listening today, and we will talk to you next week.